0: We would like to thank our most recent patrons, John Hoffman and Mike Hamness. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. If you yourself would like to become a patron, go to dialpodcast.com for more information. Thanks and enjoy the show.
1: Shut up and sit down. You've got to snap out of it, Lion-O.
2: Call the Thundercat. In the deepest part of... thunder.
3: Thunder! Thunder! Thunder. My bike was the greatest thing to me.
2: You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hapler, so and Jake
1: Von Turing. Another pro tip for you all start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. Enjoy the podcast.
4: I should have known the Territor didn't mean us any harm when the Sword of Omens didn't obey me. Thunder!
1: Cuts. Oh. Now move.
3: And Keep your foot off that blasted but this summer road flag. was all paved and potholes. For your in the deepest part of summer, riding my bike was the greatest thing to me.
2: What are those? These are pants. Pants! Pants. Why don't
0: we have pants? Pants. Hi, welcome back to the DAW podcast. I am Jake Fondering, and I'm here with Lance Epler. Lance Romance, right here in studio. In studio.
1: In
3: studio. In That's studio. the best. I am back, and here I am, and still
4: as terribly mustached as I was before. This mustache <laughs> quite yes. similar. It does look similar. It's at this point where it's just fully grown out now, and there's, you know. There's no change to it, really. There's no change to it. It's just it's just longer. It's just
3: and it just more is. annoying. It is what
4: it is. It's in got that, just little little arms. It's got like little arms.
0: So you know when you're flexing your biceps, you put your your guns up in the air like this. Now it's kind of like coming down a little bit, like where you're flexing your chest muscles
1: now. <laughs> like a so, threat. it's so threatening.
3: It can be forward, or they could be almost to
4: they almost, they
0: almost reach to your ears? my ears. Wow. <laughs> That Those should things be are good, goal. like three or four inches long. Oh, my gosh. That's nice. <laughs> and that
4: has been Mustache talk, talk with Dr. Hepler. I think the left I love one, mustache talk.
2: Lance's left one, is a little <laughs> oh, yeah. bit longer. You maybe. Should
4: measure, you should measure them every day. Right.
0: I think they they're, need, slightly, they need to go they're away. slightly off. They just need <laughs> to go away. When's it going to happen? When are you going to chop them? I don't them? know. How many times have you contemplated that? You just like, trim like, the twi- edges like eight times a day.
3: This is dumb. Why do I still have these? Every time I look in the mirror, well, that looks ridiculous. Why do, <laughs> I, why do I still have this? And I still have them. So
0: she cut the center part of the mustache off like the normal, and just leave those.
4: <laughs> just leave them. Like weeds. when you do it,
0: you, that's what you need to do. It's gonna be a big day when you shave that oh, off. It is. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have somebody to my right today, and today. to his right, Evan Price. We're
2: all kind of back to drinking kind of our base core values here. We it's got. Cool. It's a core we are, value. We got LaCroix. We got Matt's special homebrew. Homebrew, AeroPress. We have, or we whatever. have Kroger's not Aeropress. Kroger's extra special seltzer. And Jake is grabbing his also Kroger. Yeah. That's Kroger's. That's Simple Truth.
0: Simple Truth. Simple or Truth, organic. which is cor- uh, Kroger. Mixed yeah. berry. Yeah. I've never yeah. had this before. I grabbed it out oh, of the. Oh, those fridge. are good ones. Those are very good. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. A Target brand or something? Nobody's being too special here.
2: Uh, is it a tar- I thought Simple Truth was a Kroger brand. I could be wrong.
0: No clue. So <laughs> many messages with that. Highly yeah. important. And <laughs> coffee.
4: And coffee. And coffee. Last but not least, Matt LeGrand. Ooh, what's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? How are you guys doing? Fantastic. fan freaking tastic Even if I wasn't
3: fantastic, I'd tell you I was fantastic. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear.
2: <laughs> you had a very, uh, very fun video this weekend, too. You've also started the premiere fun thing on Saturday, which weekend. I think is very cool. Eh. Uh,
0: don't get too attached to it. I, oh, come on. So I've already gotten so attached to it, though. So what is that? You already have a video upload, and you just kind of yeah. sit there, and you answer live questions?
4: You um, Okay, it is cool, actually. Um, so when you're on YouTube, the YouTubes, and you uh, make a video, you post it to the you know the channel itself, and that takes a long time for it to upload. And then first it uploads in this like terrible... Uh, resolution because it's processing and it processes the lowest resolution first and then it goes to 720 which is reasonable and then HD which is very reasonable and then I post 4k because you know Lance Lance likes his uh (laughs) triathlon videos and so um so as that's processing you can just like wait it out and you, or you can kind of do something which is what I've been doing most recently is just like setting, you know, um, a time for it to release and so you can schedule it and that way you're going to at least get decent quality. And if you're going to schedule it, you might as well do a premiere. Right. And so (laughs) I think I finished that video like late on Friday and then I just set a premiere for Saturday morning. And then
2: I get to wake up and see that and get so excited about clicking on Matt's video. Well,
4: (laughs) what's really cool is, um, everyone that's watching it when it's being a premiere well, comes in at the same time so if yeah. you come in like let's say the premieres at nine o'clock and you come in at nine ten or whatever oh, then you come in you, you start watching ten minutes into the video with everyone else and there's a little chat and you can chat with people ah. and so I was like chatting with someone yeah. about you know they're running and all their stuff and so it was good that's pretty cool yeah i like it it's that's great very cool. um nice i just uh it's i think it works really well when you are like every saturday there'll be a video at this time and that's what um eric lagerstrom does and it's like sunday morning 8 a.m i just can't commit to the schedule
2: yeah yeah
0: commit crazy Got a couple other things going on yeah well (laughs) just tell the kids sorry kids youtube youtube premiere how about some (laughs) backpedaling evan why don't you start us off this week
2: um, it was a sunny week. I got severely sunburned because <laughs> swimming and then immediately running afterwards without reapplying sunscreen was a very bad idea. But is this at Horseshoe Lake. Yes. So on Sunday, okay. uh, John Hoffman and Michael Statz did a self-supported seventy-point-three, which I believe is going to be the future of racing. Which is <laughs> self, uh, <but> self, <laughs> self-supported 70.3s? Yeah. The,
4: the near future of racing. The near,
2: the near future of racing. But we. <laughs> Uh, it was it was awesome. Jo- John did great on the swim and bike. Um, his new bike position he's still getting used to, so he got on the run, and then at mile six or seven, his back started to tighten up on him, so he did the right thing and called it instead of oh, trying smart. to walk six miles on his back tightening up on yeah, him.
4: on a yeah self-supported yeah. race or whatever. But I mean,
2: had yeah. a good, he hit his swim goal, he hit his bike goal, so he was, he was in a good place. And then Mike's stats just trucked all the way through. I'm going to have to check Mike's time again. I actually think he went under six hours, I think. Mike's going to have to correct if I'm wrong. He's again, amazing. He's Mike amazing. stats is awesome. awesome. Oh, he's so awesome. The guy just trucks along. He just gets it done. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And then, God, outside of that, Saturday, I rode over to Larch to do some repeats. Because I really want to get a good idea of how actually fast I got to go to get that KOM back from Robert, who went really fast up it. So... I didn't drop bottles and, of course, did not charge my ETAP front derailleur before. <laughs> so I ended up in the big ring the entire climb, which I can't complain about because the guy I'm riding with, Josh, uh, Josh Mondo, is uh an only big ring climber so i'm like oh really? man i don't have my small ring he's like i only climb the bigger i'm like well then my complaint is null. so that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's so shut up like, Evan. i know yeah there was it was guy like, that. He's like you climb in the small ring i was like no <laughs> that wasn't that one of
4: your things back in the day like <laughs> it was we well, never we'll, we'll never touch them never yeah
2: yeah and that was ring. when i only you know rode nine speed and then i realized like oh i can go a lot faster but you know like not shredding my legs at 45 for well, cadence so <laughs> right, right you're also but, in yeah.
4: ohio which had less hills i imagine
2: yeah but it was like steep short stuff so it was kind of that thing to be like oh you'd go up a big ring instead of being like oh this climb is 45 minutes long big rings probably a bad (laughs) idea the whole time so but yeah um feeling good on the bike and then this monday uh me and matt just analyzed uh what my 100k run split's gonna be oh
4: yeah (laughs) by by my 5 by one k this morning so you needed to be three minutes or yeah.
2: yeah, so it was a 5x1K workout with 200-meter jog That's, in between. This is
4: his Monday morning workout, yeah?
2: Yep, and we we got a nice, fun, fun little crew for the track workouts now, too, which always helps to have people there. Yeah. Do you and start over
4: 3 and work your way under?
2: Yeah, so so I started 302, 258, and then I hit 33, and then 303 for the last one. The last one we did, I started behind and kind of raced a okay. little bit. Yeah. You know, it's... I wanted to be a little bit faster, but to be honest, like on pretty trash lakes from the weekend and yeah, like a yeah, big yeah, training true. week last week, yeah. and running 17 miles the day before, I was like, uh, eh, I think I'll actually take that for right now. Ooh, but yeah. So, outside of that, that was basically it. Yeah. Nice.
0: Cool. Mm-hmm. Matt, backpedal.
4: New bike. New bike day. Yeah. New bike. new bike day. Finally got a new bike. So I got to go ride with the Jake von During captain von during that was a late <laughs> night bike ride we had to sneak in yeah we got a little golden hour i don't know how i missed good. this bike on strava
2: ride. did yeah, you did there. you s- not post this on strava well, Matt? it's did. secret
3: it's secretive it's all on there he just he, he just blocked, blocked you he blocked yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> did you did you
2: block me on strava oh yeah <laughs> you were so tired of my manual <laughs> post you're part like, of I'm our, gonna block <laughs> this guy. part or? of our like
4: competitors who's gonna have the most strava followers are gonna block oh, you so you don't know and you took one follower away from me unfollowed you to take one now (laughs) Uh, so yeah uh biked i swam quite a bit um indoors on the well i guess it's technically an outdoor pool but it's covered pool and ran a little bit ran with ethan and uh yeah good times were had weather's been great i've been working a lot so you have that's good too that's good yeah life is busy job security or something you oh. did not take
2: one of those those holding bike photos like you did so well in your video. I will. I'm kind of bummed. That was
4: you. a cool video, by the way.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, you watched that one? Yeah. Okay. The how to sell a bike video or something like yeah, that, yeah, or yeah. selling your bike. That was
4: that was cool. I yeah. didn't think you guys would like that one. No, it was kind of very, very rushed. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Stack cool. them
0: deep and sell them cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like,
4: the accordion's the best part. Yes. Watch the video,
2: people. Although these people
4: on the podcast have already heard ethan's accordion thing because i played it like through my phone you did but you know they get the message seeing
0: him play it on the video though was pretty awesome so
4: yep cool Yep,
3: yeah where you been dude i've had a great week on the bike actually Uh, okay 17 hours i put in last week and i rode in four different states wow (laughs) sounds all right rode in arizona rode in uh, nevada rode in oregon rode in washington so four different states Four different crashes? I I, did I crash this week?
4: Your arm looks like it, but I don't. I think it's just kind of still recovering from the. They're all healing from previous crashes. Previous crashes.
3: (laughs) I've got this wound on my knee that just won't heal because it's right where my handlebar hits my knee. (laughs) It keeps ripping the scap off. That's no fun. (laughs) So it's no fun. But I did there there were a couple of fantastic rides I did. One was on the rim of the Grand Canyon. I saw
4: a photo and you were like, I'm gonna go around <laughs> <for> the canyon. <laughs> yeah, I've got going my bike down there.
3: I didn't have my road bike with me. Um so I just had my gravel bike and my mountain bike when I was on this trip. And my wife went with me. There's there's actually like a twenty-five mile road that goes along the rim of the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. the south rim of the Grand Canyon. And so if you ride out it and back you get 50 miles in, and you go past six or seven different viewpoints, which are just phenomenally did you beautiful. stop and take a lot of photos? We did. Good. I, I initially wanted to ride out with my wife nice and easy and then try to hammer back, but there was a 10-mile section.
4: Also called Ditching Your Wife? Yes. <laughs> but there was a 10-mile section in the where desert, they were- in the high desert? Smart. They, smart. they were yes, chip-sealing it. Oh. As we
3: were riding, so chip seal is bad. We we very were bad. riding on like twenty minute old chip seal. That's so, very bad. Ooh, yeah. There's like, like just slurry, like, and slurry and did you get tar your, and a yeah, was that? gravel. It was like it was like ninety five degrees when we were like riding,
2: boiling on chip seal. That's yeah. <laughs>
3: so
4: cleaning the tar off your bike,
3: I was on my gravel bike and it all just kind of came
4: off. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. It wasn't bad. So I feel like I've done that before like rolled through a freshly tarred road and just been like oh this is impossible to clean off because you're trying to like hose it off and it just doesn't i did too it took me months to get it all off i'll
0: just turn around (laughs) i guess i lucked (laughs) out
3: maybe maybe the gravel was thicker and i wasn't on my road bike and so i didn't have to i could i could ride faster because i'm on the gravel and so anyway my wife's bike didn't get too munged up but that was that was an amazing road to ride on. It was really cool. August is probably not the right month to do that. Yeah, still. <laughs> Which is why they were doing road construction. You needed an inventor. So. It was so much fun. Then we kind of made our way back. We stopped in, um, in a place called Kingman, Arizona. I, I would drive for like four or five hours, and then we'd stop, and I would go rip myself apart on the mountain bike. I'd try to find a mountain bike trail on the way, And uh, we stopped at another place called Stokes Castle in a town called Austin, Nevada. Austin, Nevada was this little mining town. And a guy built this like old four-story, three-story castle in the 1890s to move his family into. He lived in it for two months and then left. Whoa. So the castle. Yeah. The castle is still there. And so there was this... There was this gravel road that went out to it, and I did this like little six-mile loop. I actually, I got a KOM on a 15-minute climb.
2: That's impressive. For me, well,
3: you're a climber because <laughs> I'm a climber.
2: All you gotta do is move to the middle of nowhere and right and you'll be the fastest climber yeah. out there. <laughs> there was
4: 12 whole people who had done the segment. Is <laughs> it <laughs> on a? Gra- it was on a gravel road. It was on a gravel road. And then, which bike did you say you were on your gravel bike? I was, I was not on my gravel on bike. bike. I was You're on the on mountain, mountain
3: bike because okay. there was like a hairball descent at the end, and I wanted to be on the You could have gone faster. Bike. I probably could have gone faster. Yeah. But from there, we drove to Oregon. I stopped in Bend. We were only in Bend for like four hours. Right. I went to... Yeah. I was going to say, I thought I saw a picture. I for did. I went to Bend. Uh, Took my wife there because the Phil's Trail Complex Mm -hmm. in Bend is just a fantastic spot for, like, beginner and intermediate mountain bikers because there's really smooth trails. It's really dusty right now because it's August in the high desert. Mm -hmm. But it was good because my wife had a bad experience in Flagstaff, Arizona um, riding the mountain bike. And so to take her to Phil's trail and Ben, she was like all
4: smiles. Does she have matching scars to you?
3: No, she doesn't crash. Okay. <laughs> I'm the only <laughs> idiot that
4: crashes. <laughs> I was just thinking the bad experience in Flagstaff. So. <laughs>
3: she didn't crash. She just got,
2: you know, mountain biking is hard. Especially I if <laughs> I, me and Matt don't do these things. Wait, do we do these things? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know what you're talking it's, about. It's very
3: technical. Right. Um, if, if the road is not smooth, it's difficult. There's always climbing if if you want to ride fun downhill trails unless you're riding the lift right or the shuttle you have yeah. to there's climbing and the climbing is never easy because it's steep straight up it's 12 yeah. percent oh, or, or more. 10 yeah. percent you know yeah, you gotta to come go back down that so you got scarier so she was a little frustrated in flagstaff and then we went to phil's trail which Complex. mountain
4: which mountain were you on in flagstaff did you do the um what's that peak outside of flagstaff there is I bet you went over there because you can drive it's, so Flagstaff is at like 7,000 feet but then you can drive up to like 10,000 feet yes. to the base of the mountain and we, then or it's not something we went, like that. my numbers we be off we went right outside of Flagstaff yeah.
3: because it was um, th- there was like a great trail along a creek bed that I was oh, okay. that I was riding really hard on nice so but but while I was out for two and a half hours she went out for half an hour and then was all angry at me you know yeah, yeah. I know how that goes <laughs> <laughs> but we rode in Bend. That was great. I ran. It was funny. Um, I'm riding the parking lot, and somebody goes, Are you Lance? <laughs> I got recognized in the parking lot. You're like, <laughs> must- The mustache has. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a dialed kit. Yeah. so But the dialed kit with the mustache, they're like, who could, who That has be? to yeah. be that idiot Lance. <laughs> <laughs> who was it? <laughs> uh, he's a guy from Team Oregon. His name's Colin Dunlap. Okay, cool. And the reason he um, said something to me was because my van alarm was going off <laughs> he's like are you in the sprinter van i'm like yeah your alarm's going off <laughs> okay i'm like oh okay
4: that's good to you. know
2: <laughs> yeah lance oh my name precedes me oh no yeah. your, your van's going off oh yeah we know who you are i felt yeah, really cool for a no. moment
1: and then realized oh yeah, no i'm just still, annoying everybody in the whole trailer. they still
4: they still knew who you were
3: <laughs> yeah that's good so that was pretty funny Got home from uh, Bend, and I went out on the gravel by I rode some gravel with Jake, and then rode some gravel on my own. And Oh, yeah. You got to talk about yesterday's ride. W- well, which part?
4: <laughs> uh, the most difficult parts, I guess. <laughs> the finish.
3: Uh, well, yeah. I actually had to call my wife to come pick me up yesterday. That hasn't oh, happened God. to you in a long time. It hasn't happened wah, to me in a long wah, time. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I, I double flatted. On my gravel bike, and uh, I was out of... With tubeless. I I was tubeless. I flatted. I had to add a tube because it wouldn't seal. Um, I kept going. I obviously didn't get whatever was in the tire. I uh, flatted again. I had to say, honey, can you come save me? So she had to drive out to pick me up. But I was out of Vancouver Lake, not too far.
4: You guys are enjoying it out there. We, huh?
3: Well, I Jake and I... Jake needed to ride outside. He'd been riding inside. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get to this. So I said, "Let's go." I my road bike isn't rolling right now. Let's uh, let's go on. What's wrong with your road bike? My um, right sh- uh, brake lever is um, broken. Did you, it's like from one of the crashes? Yeah. Okay. And so, and I, and I've been trying to fix it. We couldn't quite fix it. So we actually had to order a new one and that stuff takes a little while. To... like super glue it. Yeah, I, didn't, I do need, I do need a rear brake while I ride. <laughs> and yeah. so I've decided not to ride that I'm bike until surprised. the rear brake is fixed. I'm kind of
4: surprised <laughs> that you're not like, man, I got a front brake and, uh, you know, one wheel well, is all you need. You got I was a just slowly wheel.
2: learning his <laughs> lesson from riding broken <laughs> wheel bikes. So that's, that's
4: yeah. right. he didn't learn his lesson. He never I learned his lesson riding
2: it yeah
3: anyway so i haven't been riding that bike till i get the lever fixed so jake and i went out to we we actually had a blast
4: you could have stole a lever from one of your other bikes but then you'd be out because your well, gravel bike would it's a sram red e-tap
3: lever it yeah. it's, it's it's the hydraulic your, system it's the hydraulic system that's the internal not working hydraulics right. are yeah kind of jacked up so it's not like it just the lever was broken it was complicated anyway but Jake and I had, we went out and rode like 40 miles. No, it was like 60. 60. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 60 miles I together. I was gone
0: all day long. One time, <laughs> I, I think I left my house at about a quarter after 10 in the morning. I told Lance, I'm like, I don't want to leave early. I need the morning just to kind of yep. relax and chill. Got on the bike at like 10, 15. I didn't get home until 3 o'clock.
3: Yeah, we rode for a long time. But we were just, we were, we were bushwhacking out at That's Vancouver fun. Lake. We were just trying to find roads that cut through the cornfields. <laughs> Did you, f- did you find
4: anything that cuts like i guess you probably already have stuff like there's that gravel trail there's the a end. gravel
3: trail they peter out you end yeah. up riding on like overgrown yeah um, tractor roads
2: which is pretty fun spot actually yeah. i like that area
3: and, and and we hard to ride though they're hard to ride there is a way to get through it but you have to have a hardy bike and bushwhack a little bit and actually we got to another part I'll let Jake tell this story because... I'll tell it, man. You don't need to listen to me. But we got down to Vancouver, the lake area, and we kind of went down this little trail where everybody walks to get out to the beach to, to hang out on the beach. Yeah. On oh, it, yeah, Not yeah. at Vancouver Lake, actually, but actually at on the Columbia River. Right. Out by Frenchman's Bar. And we went down. Jake's like, hey, why don't we go down to the water on the beach and see if we can ride on the beach? And we're like...
1: Okay, so, <laughs> sure.
0: Well, the beach, the sand there is like super thick. I mean, you cannot ride on it. You it's can't ride on the soft sand. But if you get up to where it. it's wet, wet, it's compact enough to where you can ride. And we're on gravel bikes with semi-low tire pressure. Yeah. I'm like, all right, this this is this, this is a possibility. This so might work. You need to
4: stay close to the water so that you, you had, had to firm, stay right on the waterline.
1: Firm
3: ground. Yeah, and we rode. What is it, three miles or something, something like, like that? that yeah. Along the waterfront. Interesting. Because there's uh, a way to cut back up if you go I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's three miles or not though. It's it's from it's from like the the ninety degree
0: corner yep, exactly all the way to Frenchman's, Frenchman's bar. bar. Right. Yeah. You didn't want to cut back though, because we we're riding on it. was I'm like, Lance like, This is awesome. This is this is so awesome. So went, and he's like, Yeah. Did you go past Frenchman's
4: bar or did you go past the ninety degree turn? Well, which direction well, were you going? Towards the ninety degree turn, right? Yeah, towards the ninety so degree. So then term. you went past that, which is Nothing. You're yeah. going towards nowhere. Well, we were
3: headed for for Frenchman's Bar. Oh, the other way. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. We were going north, north, and on oh. the way we there was a like a water channel we had to cut through, and I went through a shallow part, and Jake's like, oh, I'm gonna go through the deeper part, <laughs>
4: and then
0: Jake cuts through the deeper part and hits some rock and double flats. <laughs> oh, there's some nasty rock down there, and it got me good. It double flatted me, like it put a slit, a little slit in the front tire sealant spraying everywhere and the tire went down to maybe what five or five, five, ten, PSI five or, or ten self-care. psi and the back was the same thing i'm like oh this kind of sucks and i'm wait a second i'm i I'm, like kind of looking at it bouncing on the ground i'm like oh, it'll ride on the sand and it turned out that it wrote it even was better easier. than lance's was riding so i
3: was riding at like 25 psi and yeah. it was and way like, too much for the i sand. have
4: five psi i can make this work <laughs> Yeah, that is so weird <laughs> i know because so, i'm just thinking about like that's just the rim I in, like, th- a rubber flat, you know, uh-huh. I'm just thinking about how that would.
0: It, the sand was soft enough. There was enough yeah, PSI yeah. in yeah. there, and it, it allowed me to really cruise on the beach You're even nicer. Like, like tank tires, basically.
4: Well, I'm just thinking, <laughs> like, yeah, that's. If you hit something at that point, you could hurt your rim. Yeah, but, yeah,
0: but I mean, you're on the beach, soft sand. You just yeah. have to pay attention when you're going. Don't go through Don't, deep water rocks and stuff. Anyway. You guys nailed that one. Yeah. Nailed that one. So we're cruising up the beach, and we're getting closer to Frenchman's Bar, where a lot of people hang out. And so there's, like, bathers and kids playing in the water and people fishing and boats, right. like, tied up to the beach and all that other stuff. And Lance and I are, like, bobbing and weaving through families, and people are looking over on us, and like, what the heck? We're I mean, riding
3: we're... under fishing poles, and we're riding oh, really? over – their their
4: boat ropes. You're like bunny hop. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> we're
0: trying to stay on the harder sand.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're People like, asking us is If I'm we like, have bottle I
0: mean, openers? Yeah. And-
4: <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> My beer. <laughs> you need a bottle opener. Oh, it was a good time. We so, had fun.
4: Yeah. So then, when you got back up to Frenchman's Bar, you're probably switching to road.
0: Front tire. Five psi is not going to. Front tire sealed. It. Front tire was good. Yeah. Um, hit it with some CO2. Rear tire would not seal. That tire is it's. Done anyway. And I had ordered more tires from it because of all things COVID. Everything is sold out, well, so I've been waiting how and it did you should get be off. here this week. So I ended up putting a tube in there and oh, okay, gotcha. everything yeah. was back up to PSI and you know, did the twenty five mile trek home. Did you so do yep.
4: two CO twos then or did were you able to do one CO two to get both of them? It depends uh, on probably you have, like, the mountain bike one or the
3: We used three CO twos between CO2s. us. Okay. Right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think so, yeah. You had
3: one and I had two and we used them all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> invest
3: in
0: co2 <laughs> companies Yep. <laughs> so and the next morning the tires were still good the front yeah. tire was good granted the re- rear had a tube in it but everything was still good it was all good yeah so that was it cool any koms that you get over the weekend oh yeah
3: <laughs> or should we hold off on that we we can well i mean it was kind of funny all these trails i stopped and rode at i got a kom at almost every one right? but that's yeah. because not very many people ride them you still. know maybe 60 or 80 people and i would get out and go hard sure and so <laughs> i always know up.
0: when lance is up to no good like i'm falling and we're on some road I, there's some dirt trail or something <laughs> like that and all of a sudden, I look down. I'm like, why am I pushing 350 watts? I'm like, Lance, are you chasing another segment? Chasing yep. <laughs> so he's flying through stuff, and I'm trying to keep up with him. And we like grab brakes and stop literally right at the shoreline of Vancouver Lake, because that's where the trail ended. And there's all the green algae stuff that they're talking about in the oh. news. Stuff. I'm like, yeah, don't touch that water. <laughs> don't go in there. So,
4: So, yeah. So you can talk about this later, but there was something yesterday too. There was something, is that what you were talking about? Maybe this segment that's like Vancouver Lake. There was was a couple gravel segments out out of Vancouver
3: Lake that uh, I took Jake out to. And I realized um, I used to have them and I don't remember getting uh, notifications that I lost them. And I I realized I was like second or third on both of them. So when I went back on Sunday, I took them both Right out there and peed (laughs) on them again. (laughs) So yeah, I went.
4: I went really hard to try to take him back. And this is—you probably have to like slam on the brakes to not go into the lake.
3: No, it it ends with enough.
4: You have a little time. Yeah, you have you have enough time. It just
3: surprises you. You come around a, you're on a gravel road. You come around a corner. There's a duck blind
0: and the lake, and you have to stop. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, we'll get into the rest of we'll that. We'll get into the rest of that. All right. So my backpedal, real quick. I spent pretty much all week on the trainer. Um, f- for a couple different reasons. But, uh, the first one was it, Monday I was chat with, uh, Sean Martin. He stopped by my house on his ride and just, you know, long story short, you know, we were just in the driveway chewing the fat for a bit. And then I was going to go, um, possibly jump on my bike and he's leaving to go home. And he happens across the young cyclist who was hit by a car. Never a happy thing that you no want good. to see oh. pictures of paramedics and fire trucks and and, and um, ambulance and just the whole whole bit. So um, he sent that to me. I'm like, yep, don't feel like riding, it. <laughs> especially outside anymore. It just the whole, I don't know if I have PTSD or what, but that saw it and it kind of killed my mojo. And I'm like, you know, not for nothing, but my shoulder could use a, a day off. And um, took Monday off. Uh, that kind of hung around with me. And then Evan and I started some new uh, physical therapy stuff, mm-hmm. and he had me doing some more advanced upper body plyometrics Mm -hmm. and my shoulder is a little sally pants right now so (laughs) it was pretty sore so i ended up just sitting on the trainer for the the bulk of the week just so i could spell it um and still get my workouts in plus work has been nuts i don't get home until late and there's you know the days are starting to get shorter now and um i'm still dealing with like a ton of like texts and emails and things that i have to get back to so i end up just sitting on the trainer like plugging away at whatever zone or whatever work i have plugged into it and right black emails and editing stuff and just kind of, you know, trying to multitask as best as I possibly can. So mm. Lance sees that and he, uh, he sends me a text. I think it was like Friday night when he gets back into town, he's like, we ride tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> hey, want to go for a ride? I'm like, yeah, I want to go for a ride. So, that was fun. We jumped out there on the gravel bike ride. Told that story. That was fun, and it was nice to see uh, Matt's new bike day on Sunday. New bike yeah. day. Yeah. That's so, so shiny. Actually, was down here working at the lab. I I meant to come in. I told my wife, I'm like, I shouldn't be there very long. I've got like somebody coming. I've got an appointment. Well, ended up having like three or four people come through yesterday, and I'm like, I'll get down there at, like ten, and I'll be back by noon. I got home at like. Five fifteen. Oh, no. <laughs> so, and while I was here, I was like multitasking, and there was a couple little things that Matt's bike still needed, so I went ahead and got that done and dropped it off and delivered it to him at his house, which was which kind was of cool. huge because then it was like, let's go, yeah. And yeah. I told him like, we're gonna ride today, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> we got to do it. Yeah. It's tricky. So, uh, yeah. Later on that evening, we had about an hour of or in change of sunlight left, so Matt and I jumped on the bikes and went for a ride. That was uh, a great way to cap the week, and Love I it. finished with about ten hours. So. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. It wouldn't have been at 10 hours if it weren't for Lance, though, because that gravel ride was as long as all get-outs. It was like four hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was awesome. <laughs> a wouldn't way. change it for anything. Um, Patreon. Guess what, guys? Mm-hmm. We got another Patreon. All right. Mr. Mike Hamness.
3: Mike Hamness. I have a Mike Hamness story. From the flying Hamnesses. From yeah, the, the f- flying. This is the younger brother of Terry, Hamness, I believe. Yeah uh mike he's a great guy he's raced with us at short track and at cyclocross quite a bit he's, he's done even some road stuff he's, hasn't he? done, yeah. he's done some road stuff uh funny thing mike has he has decided to target my kom's
4: <laughs> oh that's awesome which, <laughs> which is
3: fantastic which i, I freaking love oh that's good yeah so he's been like He's been stalking my Strava, finding my KOMs, finding the ones that he thinks he could do well on, yeah. and he's been going out and crushing
0: them. Not for nothing, he's riding pretty stinking strong right now. What
3: has he been doing? Uh, he he only rides between like six and ten hours a week, uh-huh. but he does train a road workouts that yeah. he doesn't post on Strava. Oh, and so I, I should be telling. I'm telling his secrets. I shouldn't be telling Mike secrets. But he's so frigging strong, he can push. 11, 1200 watts for a chunk of time. For yeah. a chunk of time. And so, on a shorter segment, I, I he's awesome. So, yesterday, I start my gravel ride. Yesterday, I ride up Ellsworth, and right as I get to the top of Ellsworth, there's Mike Hamnest riding by. So, we just happened to run into each other. And I'm like, Mike, super. So, we rode together for like eight or 10 miles or something. Yeah. And the first thing he said, I hope you're not mad at me because I keep stealing your KOMs. And I'm like, Mike, Absolutely not. That's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. Please go out and take as many of mine as you want. You know, try to put them out of reach. It will push me to try to go hard. To yep. It's just it. I, he he was like concerned that he was upsetting me, and he is not upsetting me. I love that people are trying to take my KOMs. Actually, Jake took one from me yesterday on Matt's road, and so I love that that happens. I'm all for it. It's all just a dumb game anyway. We're all just having fun. He's like, with all the racing that's been canceled, chasing the KOMs is what motivates him to get on his bike. And yep. so, Mike, thank you for taking my KOMs. I'm going to take some back. Also, <laughs> thank you for
0: being a Patreon. We super appreciate that. So, Very much so. Very much so. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Champ Bailey here? Oh, it's all
3: Lance all the time right now. <laughs> Champ Bailey is in the house.
4: Champ Bailey. I actually have Champ Bailey needs like an intro song or something. <laughs> we like. need
3: something mm-hmm.
2: to happen there. That, that'll we'll happen have, this winter. We'll have Evan sing. Yeah, <laughs> okay. this winter. The Denver Broncos yeah. maybe theme song. Dun dun like a fight that? song. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Could
3: Lots be. of news actually this yeah. week. Uh, the. On the international level, we had the big Milan San Remo. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that, Evan? Did you watch I watched, parts of it? I
2: watched highlights and then I watched the last like 10K or so. That's about all I watched too because yeah. I was kind of traveling. It's kind of, a, to, to be completely honest, I think most people who watch a lot of classes, Milan San Remo is not an exciting race. That's a super long day and is yeah. generally a sprinter's race unless things like what happened last time where the Poggio becomes, you know, a big part of the race the
3: Poggio is the last climb before Mm -hmm. the finish there's an uphill a downhill then you come into San Remo and the finish is in San Remo and it flattens out for a bit it flattens out for a bit it's
2: always a race between there's always somebody trying to get away and then there's always a group bringing in the sprinters because it's usually a sprinters race yeah and that descent there's a reason guys like Vincenzo Nibali can usually like be very competitive at that race you got to be a psycho on that descent he
3: is a phenomenal descender
2: incredible Yeah. yeah
3: So on we the Poggio. Alphilippe
2: is an incredible descender, yeah. too. So, yeah, that's.
3: <laughs> on the Poggio, on the climb up, the last climb, Wout Van Aert and Ala Philippe got away from mm-hmm. the final group. On yep. the descent, they increased their lead. They, yeah. So Ala Philippe, uh, Julian Ala Philippe, who won it last year. Yeah. And Wout Van Aert, Wout, Wout, Wout. Wout, I, thought, I believe Wout, it's Wout. I thought we decided Wout, that neither
4: of those were correct. Uh, that's probably right. It's Wout, I believe. Wout. Wout. He's
3: Belgian. Yes. So, uh, Wout, I'm just going to say it like yeah. that yeah. because I, I'm going to screw it up. Yeah. Uh, they were working together on the descent, so they pulled away even further. Jeez. Oh, they. Uh, this is kind of amazing. Alaphilippe, crafty writer, fantastic writer. Yeah. Wout seems like he's still kind of learning... Road, road racing, racing, but he is a world-class East. talent. Yeah. Yeah. So with like one K to go, 500 meters to go, Wout's in front, Ala Philippe is on his wheel, won't go around him because he's waiting for the sprint. So Ala Philippe's on his wheel. Wout's in front, he's watching, he's watching. Finally, Ala Philippe glows and Wout still out sprinting. Yeah. yeah the
4: guy is i mean <laughs> by only many, like half a wheel how many times have we talked about like he can he's done that in a number of races well it's like this, i and can put out the, more watts than anyone else i can put out twice yeah. as much watts as anyone else so and how are you is gonna the, beat the,
2: me the, the, the same thing with vanderpool you know taking what 15k worth of pull last year and then, strata and beyond or right past everybody. yeah and then, and then just blew by everybody it's like this this generation of you cyclocross. Know, cyclocross riders yep. They don't need any help. They're they're they're, they're not going to play road tactics. They're like, yeah. I know I can put out 500 watts at the end of this. Go ahead and try and come around me for so the last five minutes. phenomenal Boy,
3: that yeah. that Wout wins this classic monument. And so that was that was really yeah. cool yeah, to watch. Cool. So very cool to watch. It's
2: on a two win streak. Win yeah. streaks aren't something you really frequently talk about in cycling anymore because it's True. like back in the Eddie Merckx days yeah. where the last times like win streaks were a thing. There was also a race
3: on Wednesday, one of the smaller races, not a not a monument race, but mm-hmm. one of the spring races that they're now doing in August. Yeah. yeah. And Wout won that one as well. So he won on Wednesday. I completely missed he won, the Wednesday race. Yeah. Wow. Okay. He won the Wednesday race and he So he's won. on a three win streak yeah. right now. Okay. Jeez, so. pretty awesome. Uh there was like the three day tour de Leon. Mm-hmm. That uh, Primoz Roglic won, yep. and right. he- Another beast. Another beast, another Jumbo Visma rider. I know, right? So Jumbo
0: Visma, <laughs> they look unstoppable. Oh,
3: yeah. They look pretty solidly
0: unstoppable. That team is going to beat Ineos. I'm going on the record, and I it's just a little preview for- It's a good, it's a good hot take. The I show like that, that we're going to do in two weeks no, for I the Tour de like to France, but- uh, yeah, also, do.
2: did everybody see the Tour of Poland crash?
3: Yeah, yeah, so a lot of drama with that. That
2: is the worst. By uh, I, I mean, like we have seen a lot of bad sprint crashes. That may be the worst I have ever seen.
3: I haven't. I haven't actually watched the video. It's
2: very bad. So it's it's so that stage in the past has been very controversial because it is a downhill sprint. And it narrows into yeah, it's basically downhill
3: sprints. So you're going friggin' 52 50 miles. miles an hour. Yeah. She hit
2: the barrier at 52 miles an hour. So, uh, Jacobsen, who is the, the Fabio Jacobsen. Yeah. Young, young quick step rider, incredibly yeah. talented, Dutch national champ, right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, and Groenewegen,
2: who is the next, I mean, going to be a guy who wins a lot of tour stages. I, I Some people are calling for his head after this. You know, it, I guess until you're in a bike race and have to make decisions at 52 miles an hour, like I'm not going to sit there and say that he's a murderer and was like trying to kill Jakobsen. These sprinters are outside their minds anyway. The
3: downhill sprint is yeah. dumb. Yeah.
2: yeah. They're going 52 and, and yep. it narrows into this like three bike width finish. So the, the it's a downhill sprint that curves and then it actually narrows out quite a bit. And Jakobsen was trying to squeeze on the right and wagon did... I mean, a cagey move, and then it turned into a dangerous move. So yep. he, he drifted right, trying to force Jakobsen to have to go to the wall.
3: And then leaned into and him. And then
2: leaned into him. And that's when he leaned into him. And this is, uh, the the video does not show the aftermath, but Jakobsen fractured just about everything in his face and lost Ugh. all his teeth. So uh, lost a ton of blood and went into a coma. So well, It was he, medically induced coma. He, though med- it wasn't, he was yeah. put yeah. in a medically induced Dused coma. He, he lost a lot of blood. Yeah.
3: He's yeah. out of the medically induced coma. That's what I heard, And yeah. he's mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Grone I'm saying that name wrong as well. What? Now yeah,
2: we're butchering I his name. You nailed it.
3: He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, has been suspended from racing by his team. Yeah. yeah. Not not by the UCI. UCI. The UCI yet. still revealing. Yeah. And uh, Jakobsen is out of the induced coma, and Gronenwagen feels phenomenally terrible. Has apologized <laughs> profusely. He um is it's a it's a rough situation.
2: Yeah, and I mean, you know, I think that all those guys. I don't think he's a monster by any means. I think that he just that was that he is the moment. That's literally a point one second decision yep. to win a race, and this and this that's was not, not the promoter. Yes, and, this, if you and me. this was not yep. a back. Yeah. I decision. on that. Oh yeah, for sure. yeah. Like. I mean that, that, that that's a that's a uh, sprint for the win. They're 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 not they were not battling for eighth and ninth place. That was Jakobson's coming around for the win. Yeah. So, I mean, he just makes a, going. a dumb decision at the very last second there, but yeah. Try I, I, yeah. Anybody who wants to call him a murder, try and like you know control your bike at fifty-two miles an hour and tell me yeah, how that goes exactly. Yeah.
4: And and don't do downhill finishes if you're don't, designing yeah. these races. What do you thinking? Downhill sprint finishes. And it's bad, been a controversy for a
2: while because I think they've had that finish at the Tour of Poland for a few years yeah. now. I I can't remember if there was a crash last year, but I remember the sprint was terrifying last year yeah. too. It was wild at the end, and it's just I know why they do it because it. it looks crazy on mm. TV. But yeah.
0: Cool. Anything else? Yes.
3: The cyclocross crusade series has been canceled. This was the last thing I was holding out. Hope for, I was certain that it wasn't going to happen. The mustache can move on. The mustache
4: can move on. I was holding on. Well, no, you have to
0: keep it until the next
4: cross. So
2: what about the 365-day training plan now?
3: (laughs) That's gone away a long time ago. Matter of fact, I, I haven't done any organized training for... For this whole trip. Well, thank God. All this was I did canceled, was then you would not have been prepared. <laughs> well, there is there is a mountain bike race that is supposed to happen over Labor Day weekend uh-huh. in the Bend area called the Sister Stampede. It, yeah, that'd be it, cool. It can be done time trial format, it can be done socially distant. So, um, it,
4: that's it, high on your hit list. So, I'll probably do yeah. that yeah. race. Well, so. You had to know Cyclocross wasn't going to happen. Yeah, we all can we, we even have a time talk trial
1: happen around Vancouver. Can just we just happen. like
2: do just Jack Frost like later? Can sure,
4: do whatever you want. Can, can we?
2: Yeah, I think I'm just going. You go already do won that. the
4: Jack Frost. Uh, I did. KOM time trial thing. That's right. uh, not <laughs> no, that, that
2: was that was Matt's version of that which definitely did not have the jack no, frost that's good enough, it. Close enough. <laughs> it's it's stravis forever this is true stravis forever <laughs> maybe we should just create Fritz a jack <laughs> we should just have everybody go out and do it again yeah. even though i think that the guy who holds that jack frost time trial is that oh yeah guys. taking that oh there's soon. a couple so, of what's ridiculous. the guy's name i forget
4: um colby? The, yeah, yeah, colby yeah, yeah Colby, colby wait yeah. Malloy.
2: he went quick yeah dude
4: yeah very quick he's got oh. some wheels
0: fast can bailey out can bailey out Hey, Evan. Yep. My yoga instructor told me to work on diaphragm breathing. What is that? Ask a PT. Ask a PT. PT.
2: What is that? Okay. Let's see if I can go through this in 60 seconds. The <laughs> diaphragm. Say that. is a. say <laughs> <laughs> On your mark, get set, go. So I want you to visualize something here for a second. You're watching Lance Armstrong in a time trial back in the early 2000s, back when he was just dominating time trials like it was going out of style. And you're looking at his back and his lower ribs and you're like, how does something expand that large? And everybody was always talking about, they're like, I think he just has abnormally large lungs. Do you guys remember that Remember when it was going around? They're like, sure. they're like, Lance has bigger lungs than everybody else. Larger That's why he's fast. Larger lung volume. Larger lung volume. <laughs> there are probably some other things helping him. But there is a, a very, very strong supportive tendinous muscle called the diaphragm, which allows us to, we'll say, inhale more efficiently and exhale, in my opinion, which is more important, more forcefully, okay? Okay. That muscle is the diaphragm, okay? It is a massive dome that basically sits right underneath your lungs and heart, and it basically attaches to your lower ribs, okay, in this big tendinous dome-like sheath. When it's at rest, it literally is a dome. When it contracts, it flattens out. So you can imagine that if you're looking at somebody – very, let's let's say an elite endurance athlete and their ribs just seem like they're, you can just watch their ribs expand and yeah. come back in. That's because they have volitional control over that diaphragm. I believe that they have basically controlled that diaphragm to ex- expand the amount of oxygen they can bring in and also forcefully snap back into place and exhale hard, which are two very important things. Also, it's a very, very important muscle for bearing down and creating some abdominal pressure. Okay? It is not belly breathing. So when you're laying there trying to relax, trying to diaphragmatically breathe, thinking that just your belly rising up and down is diaphragm breathing, all that is is you're That's creating just basically an air bubble in your abdomen which is rising and now falling. Actual volitional control of your diaphragm, which is an exercise I like to give my patients, especially if we're trying to work on just breath control during exercises so that they don't feel lightheaded, is try to put your hands on the bottom of your ribs. So like at ribs like 10, 11, 12. You should be able to if you have volitional control of your broken. diaphragm, unless you're Lance over here. It's got like, more Lance scar tissue there. I got one here. I got one over here. Lance has got one poking into his right hand right now. You got so what? What you need to be able to do is you should be able to expand into your hands. If you cannot expand into your hands, you are struggling with volitional control. When you breathe out, you should feel those ribs actually collapse in. That is volitional control of your diaphragm. It should actually feel like powerful breathing, is really what it should feel like. So, what's the point? The point is it's a much more efficient breathing pattern when you're okay. under strain. Okay. Now, should you just be sitting there during your workday thinking, okay, expand the lower Volitional ribs? Control. Yeah. No, because it's a subconscious activity. So, you do not like, do not consciously think about your breathing all the time. But when you are doing harder efforts, especially if you're on the bike and you're hunched over in that position, instead of shoulder breathing where you get very shallow breaths, if you start to develop control of that, your low rib back area can look like Lance's too, where it's like just a massive, whoa, what the Vellamonte called a whale shark breathing, basically. Think of that. Yeah. You got those ribs expanding out the back and coming back down in. That's powerful diaphragmatic breathing. All cool. right. You can three count as your core exercise too. Three
0: minutes and twenty seconds. Sixty
2: <laughs> seconds on the dot. That's there we go. And that's go. with you cutting him off.
0: That's right. Sixty seconds.
2: If Lance wouldn't have said anything, I was I was clear going for <laughs> going for sixty seconds. All right, good.
0: Good info. Thanks, Evan. Hey. It's the hot seat. The hot seat.
4: <laughs> that was beautiful, Matt. <laughs> I don't know. I get excited about it. I don't know why I get excited awesome. about it. Awesome.
0: It's our monthly hot seat, fellas. Who would like to go first? Do we need to rochambeau for this or we got somebody that's got something that's just so hot they need to go first? Do you guys rochambeau or do you one, two, three, shoot? Rochambeau. Rochambeau. One, two, three, shoot. Come on. Go back to Ohio, dude. (laughs) Come on, get
1: out of here.
2: Also, have you met a psychopath who goes on three? Have you guys ever met any of these people?
3: (laughs) Yeah, they're out there.
2: I rock, paper, sit with somebody who goes, rock, paper, and on scissors did it. Huh. It's like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> right. That's Rochambeau my hot- talk that's my- brought to you by. <laughs> that was my hot- that was my hot seat question actually. <laughs> <laughs> Do you Rochambeau or one two three? All right, Lance,
3: you got one. Go. Okay, how are you guys keeping your motivation up with all this?
4: It's failing. He bought a new bike. <laughs> Matt-, <laughs> Matt bought Matt- a new bike. That's. What- <laughs> I've I've talked about this before, but like there, you know, we talk about like, oh, you don't you keep using your bike as long as possible. Blah blah blah, and that's awesome. Like I. I love seeing people get great value out of their bikes and keep them for 20 years. And they're still awesome. Great. But there's real value in buying a new bike because you'll be motivated to go ride. That's true. It's one, it's one little thing that you can do, yep. which it's not little, I guess, but one big thing you could do to motivate yourself to ride. So I definitely feel a lack of motivation one because work is busy and two, because there's no races in the near future. Yeah. But, uh,
0: there's, you know,
4: there's, it's beautiful, beautiful weather Pretty out there. Pretty soon,
0: we won't even be able to ride over the uh, the border, right? Yeah, seriously, I know. If, that's, the, if that's the, the governor, governor scary shuts thing, down the Oregon the next... Washington border,
2: you know, it's a good thing. I really like North. I mean, I love riding in Colorado County at least. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like it'd we be sad, that? but like I, I think Is we that went a real out thing? Here. personally. I believe we got rumors. we got more going on. <laughs> no, I'm calling out the Oregon side.
3: there's here. rumors, that's crazy. All rumors. Crazy. That's yeah. all rumors.
4: By
2: the time the podcast comes out, there's
1: going to be it's beneficial and it's actually
4: real, but. You heard it here last. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
4: so, Matt, your response was new bike? <laughs> sure. That can be my response. Yeah. Buy a new bike. What else that's, you got? That seems a little bit ridiculous. Are you lacking motivation? Buy, Buy a, new a new bike. bike. <laughs> I, like a plan on me. I don't get why that's ridiculous. That sounds uh, perfectly fine to me. <laughs> Sign up for a race. Sign up for an Ironman race. Okay. Give them a thousand bucks. Sign up, sign I'll up for not Tulsa.
2: return any of it. Yeah. <laughs> so Matt, sign up a, for St. George, though. For sure it's going to happen. I have a <laughs> video coming
4: out that I think that you guys are going to think it's funny. And it, it literally is that. It's like, sign up for an Ironman race so that you can be an Ironman register. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's very satirical. I don't know oh, when it's going to awesome. come out, but that's
0: awesome. I think this is a good question that Lance is asking. Right now, it's not so hard to answer that because it's so flipping beautiful outside. Right. Oh, nice. And granted, I mean, if, if things aren't hurting and you're not, you know, dealing with issues, it's so nice to go out and ride yeah. just to be outside because you don't want to be cooped up. The, the question is, is like, how are we going to stay motivated when we get to cross season? And let's say it's or like back to 42 degrees and yeah. rainy weather. I mean, Can are I, you really going to want to go outside and suffer? Let me
3: just riff on this for a second because. This trip that I took that went through Arizona and Utah and Moab and Nevada, it was freaking 100 degrees yeah. every day. I was so happy to get back <laughs> to the Pacific Northwest where it was a
2: comfortable 83 degrees yeah. yesterday. Dude, I'd so much rather ride in 45 degree fall weather than 100 degree <laughs> weather. so Wait, If you gave me the choose between a 45 degree rainy day and 100 degrees, I'm yeah. taking the 45 degree rainy day.
3: Anyway. Thank you, Pacific Northwest, for your perfect summers. Please stay away. That's terrible here. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible here. They're coming, and they're bringing their
4: (laughs) big SUVs and their minivans. It's it's, it's 83.
2: We we promise it's 200% humidity. Shut down the borders. (laughs) Shut down that border now, please. (laughs)
3: All my friends who live in Vegas or live in Arizona or Moab, they all ride at 5 in the morning because that's the only time it's 90 Mm -hmm. degrees or 85 degrees instead of something ridiculous. But anyway. Hmm. Okay, that's weather rant over.
0: <laughs> uh, for me personally, like right now, if I if I'm not riding, I'm gaining weight. So that that's a big motivator. I don't want to gain yeah. more weight. Yeah. I don't need to be any bigger than I am. I'm trying to go the other direction. So I'm just getting exercise, and that's kind of important to me, <laughs> maintaining fitness. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing is just being able to ride with friends. Like if I can't ride with friends, that that's definitely not motivating. But anytime I get to go ride with friends, that's huge, especially in in this day and age with all things COVID and having to, you know, really pick and choose or keep groups small or not at all, or doing a lot of the solo stuff. I, I can only do that so long. I like, I like to connect with people. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's the social hour. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it is. It's like definitely for some of us. Well, for the four of us in this, it was probably the only time we're ever
2: social. Well, like none of us are social butterflies here. I'm gone
3: for, you know, three weeks or whatever it was. The night I get back, I text Jake and say, we're riding tomorrow because I I've want to them. talk to you for like three hours. And that's <laughs> yeah. what we did. did. Catch up on everything. We gram. just wrote yeah. and talked for yeah. hours. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, yeah. I, I, I hate I, I've said this before and actually running into Mike Hamness yesterday while writing really kind of brought it around. Strava for me has been very motivating. Yep. Oh yeah. Totally. That has motivated me to try to stay fit and and try to keep my power numbers up, and I and Mike. That was one of the things that he told me is is that was the one thing getting him out on his bike yeah. was, okay, we don't have any races. I work all day going up and down a ladder, you know. He has he has a physical job, but. For him to be able to get home and get in his bike and go out for 15 or 20 miles and is, just this, this chase is like a couple why he could put out 1,200
2: seconds. watts like it's nothing. The guy just does leg presses all day basically up and down a ladder. Yeah,
3: he's <laughs> strong for sure. This is
2: why I think Guy Van's so strong too. He just stands and works manually yes, all day. It's all like, day. Yeah, that's why he's strong.
3: But, I mean, f- for me, that's been motivating, you know, is chasing some segments or getting a, a segment back or just making a good effort on something and – and, and it sounds shallow and ridiculous, and it probably is a little bit of both. Well, those and some things. of that, some of that is
4: <laughs> you going after your own times and things like that, and that's just basic self improvement, right? Yeah. So th- that seems reasonable yeah. to me. Yeah,
2: I think I think that's going to be the, the the almost like never ending hot seat question, which is reasonable to think about is like how do you stay motivated again and again? Because we're going to be doing this podcast for a, a while, answering the same question of like, well, this race was canceled, this race was canceled. Yep. That's just going to keep on coming down the path, so. For for me, I, I know it sounds weird. I'm way more motivated this year than I ever was last year, and I was like racing last year. Man, you were as racing. As you were
0: nervous. Ner- was, there's yeah, something to be. First I was nervous and
2: felt a lot of pressure that I yeah. shouldn't have felt. For there's no a reason. lot of value no for to, me to pressure, but, but there's
0: a lot
1: of
4: value to that like pressure of you being like, I can't really miss this workout because yeah, you you know you're racing is. or whatever. But but there because is. there was so much racing, you might be in better shape now. Yeah. So and you yeah. have more fun. So exactly that helps
2: exactly I think I think motivation comes from like if you're having fun with it and you know if Strava is that thing for you or trying to hammer your friends out on rides now in you're small group like yeah that's that's all yeah. the motivation you need you don't need a state championship to get motivated right yeah I think if you need a state championship to get motivated you probably should consider again why you're in the sport like if that's the only <laughs> thing that motivates you is like I want to go win a road race you're like okay you should probably just like learn to like your bike first
0: and enjoy just being on the bike yeah, yeah. yep yep cool good question Mr. Matt
4: sure I got uh something, I guess. I thought we were going to talk about the Tour de France today, but we'll um, make it a Tour de France. Okay, well, I can switch around. stuff. Uh, two weeks. We'll do you that in wait. two weeks. Okay, I'll say that. Ah, um <laughs> so I mentioned this to Jake yesterday. I got a road bike, which is awesome. What should the next bike be? I like gravel, mountain oh, yeah. bike. Yeah. What do you think? It doesn't it's not like it's going to happen today or tomorrow, but it's also nice to be like you know, think about a gra- you know, Something like that. So should like.
3: it be a gravel bike or a mountain bike? The answer is gravel. yes. <laughs> uh,
2: both. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> it, needs, it needs to be a gravel bike. You oh. think?
0: Had, yeah. Have you ever owned a mountain bike before? No. I've never owned a mountain bike. How much mountain biking have you done on somebody else's mountain bike?
4: Um, I mean, back in the day, I used to mountain bike around like 20 years ago. Gotcha. So on so trails or, or just on the roads? So a
2: high level of experience as a mountain biker. Both. Yeah.
4: I used to do like mountain biking with friends a long time
0: ago, okay. but that's not, I mean, yeah. So. I mean, if you have to pick one, I, I gave you my my spiel yesterday. I we, really got we got one, vote gravel. We got one, vote both. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'll vote gravel. You vote gravel. Definitely yeah. gravel. Gosh, I don't know. Or, There's such good trails, or just get a really good deal on a cross bike and make it a gravel but bike. But here's the <laughs> thing,
0: Matt, the, the trails that the you're tr- gonna want to ride on, you can ride a gravel bike on those so easily. I don't know, man. Fallen behind Fallen Leaf Lake looks. A How little, often are you going back there and riding up Fallen Leaf Lake? How day, many times are you gonna do day. that on a mountain bike? <laughs> and you, you can still ride all of those right. on a gravel bike,
1: slowly,
4: carefully, <laughs> <laughs> with e- elbows and knee pads. And your your backyard I get, I get
3: is drops into the mountain bike trails yes. yeah that's a
4: reason to have a mountain bike right there i know right have you it's seen like,
2: those jumps those kids have though matt would die I well, would, i'm not doing <laughs> <I'm not, laughs> we're not talking we <laughs> skipping the
4: jumps but you can take my trail down <laughs> yeah to the other trails it's like all mountain bike it's like, all mountain it's,
0: bike stuff okay then maybe i may change my answer from your house you ride right, mountain bike maybe i've ridden bike. all of those trails on my gravel bike you, and i've Madden. ridden all of those trails on my mountain bike which is more fun? They're both fun. fun. I mean that okay. you're going to go a little bit faster, you're going to have a little bit more, you know, confidence with the mountain bike just because you've got suspension. Yeah. You've yeah. got bigger tires and all that other stuff and you're going to attack roots and rocks differently Different. yeah. but it's almost a challenge too you don't have to go as fast on a gravel bike and if anything it's going to teach you a little bit more bike handling skills as opposed to just bombing something you're going to learn how to use a bike or how to not and you hammer can, something and you
2: can take some of these gravel bikes out on like even road bike rides with groups yeah yeah so yeah.
3: case in point case for the gravel bike you know because my road bike's been down i just pump my tires up a little harder and went oh, yeah. and rode on the road
4: yeah you don't switch the wheels out or anything no. like that mm-hmm. yeah but you can but you, but you, you can yeah
0: right yeah so it's uh, the gravel got bikes are pretty pretty fantastic. much three votes gravel, sort well, of. I think rattle. when you start to add it all up and you look at the sheer volume of gravel roads that are at our disposal here at, just in Clark mm-hmm. County, you can go ride all day long. Now, if you're going to do the same thing on a mountain bike, yeah, you can go ride like the Tarbell Trail system, or you can drive yep. out to. You know, Sandy or right. um, Sandy Ridge it, or Growlers up by um,
3: uh, Longview or Whipple Creek, which is up by you know, there's, there's, some yeah, but you're you driving to all those places. Yeah.
0: You can get on your gravel bike and you can ride out your back door. And, you know, 20, 30 minutes later, you're on like gravel roads for days. Let me, let me just say this
3: the funnest thing I do on a bike is mountain bike trails, single track trails. Yeah. Is by far. The funnest thing I do on a bike. I love riding gravel. I love riding on the road, but I have a much bigger grin when I'm riding on trails on my mountain True. bike. Okay,
0: so it's it's a different experience. Yeah. Right. So, I, yeah, I've got both in my garage. You're welcome to come grab yeah. either one of them or both of them and well, try them out. both out.
4: Yeah, test the waters. I mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I need to find an affordable, you know. Gravel bike that the kid, you know, that can be in the garage, and the kids, you know, can beat with a bat and stuff like that. That yeah. I won't freak sure. out about. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Although I would like see to see you on a bike. mountain bike. I really would. Uh, I know it'd be interesting. All right, well, so keep up, Matt. T- t- let's go. Tune in. We'll talk about that in the next podcast, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and we'll see
0: you on the next one. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, Evan, what's your uh, right. hard hitting? Kind of going
2: off of question. Lance's question here. So we were talking about this at the track workout this morning.
4: It's a running, this is a running question. Well, no, 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 no. no, no. It's, actually,
2: it's actually just a race question okay. in general. So I think in the triathlon world, more in the cycling world, we have had been hammered with cancellations because it seems to be a little bit more in the public eye of how poorly Ironman is handling this mm-hmm. entire situation. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yep. From a cycling perspective too, if there is not going to be racing for a while, we'll just say, let's say that we're looking through next even – like next summer we're looking at let's say this time next year is when racing starts back up again will you start to look into organizing either your own solo efforts in race style format or small road racing as groups will racing start to become make your own adventure create your own adventure and would you be a part of that
4: well has it already become that with the everesting challenge
2: yeah, I think it's slowly going that way.
4: But I will say to answer your question, because I love just stealing. the You're you're like talking to Lance, and I'm like, i like, no, no, no. I know, I'm just <laughs> looking no, no, at no, no. Lance. I know that's um, going to talk. <laughs> yeah, he'll talk. I think that there's a very good argument for us and our group, and because we have people that are extremely passionate about the sport and well-organized, that they would be very keen on Setting up some sort of interesting Mm -hmm. time trial or setting up some sort of cyclocross time trial or setting up something like that and putting it on in a safe manner where people can do it and do it, you know, according to the rules as best as possible and Mm -hmm. potentially not cause any problems. I I would assume that that kind of thing could potentially happen like next summer if we're all just kind of sitting on our hands and not racing for that large of a period of time. Mm -hmm. But I could be wrong. I, I think that this group would do that. Yeah. So. I don't know, know exactly how that would look. I mean, probably time trial ish type format. Yeah. But I don't know.
3: I mean, there are races that have happened. Yeah. And, right. And mm-hmm. uh, half the cycling community questions why people are even lining up with those races. And the other half are like, thank goodness there's still a race to be done. So it, yeah. it, it can be a bit controversial. I'm quite content chasing my own PRs. Right. Or chasing my mm-hmm. own times. I couldn't do that without. Strava, I guess I could. Strava makes it easy, yeah, to to chase those, and that can be on anything or any kind of thing. That being said, if if our team decided to put together some kind of event where there's half a dozen of us or or a dozen of us in two different groups, I would participate in that for sure. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that I would set it up personally because I'm I'm content. Doing your thing
4: chasing my own records. yeah, but it would yeah. be fun to have I mean I'm thinking like Jack Frost time trial style thing, yeah. but yeah but, but that can also be don't or off. even or even yeah.
2: something long enough to where it's like ten guys, or you know if there's a lot of people interested, you say, okay, there's a group starting at eight to do the full rack, there's a group starting at nine to do the full rack, yeah. Make it little groups of eight or whatever, yeah, and, and hey, it's these, race style, you yeah. know. I mean, you get you'd be careful and respectful of road, road rules out there, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I know for triathlon, I think it's really easy for us. Like, I've already got plans. Like, I think I've mentioned this numerous times that we're going to do the weekend of September nineteenth, twentieth. uh The nineteenth being the shorter distance day, and then the twentieth being anybody interested in trying a long, you know, uh, yeah, long Iron course. Man. Yeah, long, long course. But in triathlon, it's easy to you know, it's the the actual rules of triathlon are supposed to be technically social distance. You're you're not supposed to be actually drafting behind somebody. So that's actually like, like it within the rules definitely. But I think that's kind of the direction at least I'm pushing my efforts now with just being somebody who's trying to help move the team along. You
4: know, what's interesting about that is that very much affects the type of terrain that you'll use and type of course that you will pick Mm -hmm. because like, then you're kind of like, well, I kind of want to go for a time right oh yeah and so you're right. not so gonna pick the flattest fastest course you can you're not gonna go up and down traffic. over prune hill unless right. you're doing yep. an everson Tim, which is just a different type of challenge right, right? Mm-hmm. so i think you know keep in mind the course as we start to think about these events and them kind of being solo events mm-hmm. for sure yeah i don't know flat stuff i don't know that's kind yeah. of boring but i'm actually you love doing, boring
2: i'm doing august 30th i'm going up to bellingham to do uh just with one guy, uh, with one friend of mine, we're doing actually just a pure climbing race. It's going to be oh. basically a half-iron distance, but it's going to be a lot of climbing. So just like a, a, a different style of race, though. Yeah. Why? Because it just seems like a fun thing to do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm yeah. Missing, I look at that race. and, I, and I, think, be motivated.
4: I think about that and I'm like, okay, why... Would you be motivated to like go any faster or pick up the pace on this course? Is there even a course that's got like, is it like a, you know, again, I'm thinking like, is there some sort of Strava KOM type thing for that loop? That's a good question.
2: Probably. I haven't, there, I haven't analyzed the course yet, but. Or I could, yeah. I could see
4: like going on the. You go um, pre-write it, um, make your
3: loop a, a segment and then you can chase yeah. it.
2: I think it's been done before from what I heard. So, so I'm sure there's gotta be a KOM up it. Yeah.
4: We'll see. Oh, well, up one climb for
0: sure, but not this. You know, the 60 whole thing. Mile That's loop. true.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the whole thing. Yeah.
0: Just to go back to answer your question real quick, um, yeah. I think that there the community is quite large and it's grown quite mm-hmm. a bit over the last three or four months, which is good. Um, and there's competitive people coming into the sport, um, which is great. Unfortunately, they're not able to get into organized, structured racing. But where there's demand, and there's people, mm-hmm. and there's creativity, yep. ingenuity. Things are going to come out of that. And I think yeah. that we might even find new stuff. I mean, like, Everesting will be a thing. For, like, if COVID never happened, yeah, everybody knows what Everesting is, but nobody would have given it, you know... I even, had no
2: clue what Everesting was actually before COVID. Oh, really? yeah, yeah,
0: I had no idea what it was. But things like that will you know, continue to come around, especially if we're looking at like this going well into 2021, I sure hope it doesn't, but if Mm -hmm. it does, people are going to start like really tapping their foot and they're getting anxious and they're getting antsy. They're going to want to go do something. So we're going to come up with, or someone's going to come up with stuff that's going to stick. A lot of things get thrown against the wall, but some things are going to stick. And I think that we'll have some new racing formats or some new Mm -hmm. styles of competition that will be born out of this. I yeah. think that that is the silver lining to the So, Yeah, what if absolutely. this is like
4: 3 or 4 years before this thing is over? It could happen. Then yeah. then you're really like this new style of racing with a magical name that hasn't come up, you know, we haven't come up with yet, could exist yeah. and could be very popular and could be the next big thing, you know. Yeah. Call it Race X or whatever. Right. Yeah. So that would be interesting to see something like that come up. And you're right, people
0: are so creative especially when sure. they need to be. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what's going to happen. So Mhm. Yep, I'd love to see like a, what was it, Uh cannonball run. You guys remember that when they were, right something like that, but like a gumball race or something like that. Sure. Where you just tell people like, hey, you show oh, up, yeah, I know and about, this yeah. is where you start. And I, I don't know, I've always had this idea of like, it would be fun to have a race where you literally need to have like, two, three, four kinds of bikes in order to be competitive here and having staging yeah. points where you have to... You know,
4: um, that has been talked about. That's yeah. been a really... I think, like, the... I'll
0: have to talk to you about the it, The, the guys down in, family. Yeah, the guys down in Bend that are doing best of both, I oh, saw yeah, that yeah. And I'm like, yeah, somebody's starting to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, you gotta take it even a step further. Like, if you really want to super be competitive, like, you have to have a road bike for the section, you have to have a time trial bike for the section, and then you need a gravel bike and you need a mountain bike. That style of a race would be fantastic or there might be somebody out there who just wants to do all four of them on, on f- a mountain bike on which a mountain bike awesome. yeah right. <laughs> get the something eddy. like the that eddy would class. be fun <laughs> oh, and it'd be cool if there's transitions yeah. and different transition yeah. areas yeah. just yeah. like triathlon with the likes you of strava board across yeah with the likes know. of strava <laughs> and like being able to create a route and tell people just go do this you've got the, this next month whoever has the best time and break everything out of oh, category cool. there you go you don't have to worry about Big Mm. mass start event. If
4: there were like three different disciplines and there was transitions between those disciplines, and you were like super pumped about this, like road time trial and mountain bike or something like that, would you call yourself a triathlete? No. How about yes? (laughs) How about no? How about this is a triathlon
0: podcast? Tricyclists. Tricyclists. I like
1: that. (laughs) On this
0: channel, we talk about bikes, bikes, and bikes, (laughs) and bikes. Uh, sorry, Matt. Nice try though. (laughs) Um, any other, uh, feedback on that one? Anybody else have anything else to say? I like that question. Good question. Good question. All right. Let's jump into mine. Um, we're just a little bit over an hour on this. Um, so if Mm you want to run around the table, if you guys have anything else to, or if anybody's got a pressing second question, we can probably work that in mine real quick. What is your best slash favorite cross training activity? Dun, dun,
2: dun, dun, dun. I think best and favorite could be two very Th- different That's because that's I know my favorite is for sure not my best. <laughs>
0: well, what are both of them?
2: Um, I would say my best, at least when I was younger, was I loved playing soccer and basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's Where's because the last really time I time been playing soccer. soccer. Ooh, it's been, I mean, like played in a game, graduate school, when we were playing intramurals. So okay. we're talking. Like last year? Just kidding. Oh, God, no. <laughs> like four, four or five years ago probably now. Gotcha, yeah. And then... My favorite, though, or I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my favorite would be plyometrics as cross-training. That's the
4: opposite of what you would expect. But how's that fun? <laughs> I don't
2: know. I just really like, I think I like the value I get from it, even though it's not my best because I have, like, a eight-inch vertical. Like, <laughs> I have credit card hops. That's terrible. Yeah, I'm, ba- I'm worse than you I've had patients are, watch so. me demo jump onto a box and be like, no, really, like, you can jump on there. It's like, oh, that bad. That, that, was, like, I that was all. Yeah, I get so sore all. from that stuff. Yeah.
4: So for me, I think plyometrics, weights, those are the things that are probably best for me for cross training. But I don't like doing those things. The things I I would say that are, you know, that I do and I'm sore and I'm still, like, enjoying is, like, working on the trail, um, kind of the yard work kind of stuff. Not that, like, I really do a ton of yard work, but, like, I work on the trails a fair amount, and I like doing that stuff, and I'm sore afterwards, and I think it's good so good Lance. mine's hiking yeah yeah,
3: yeah. I, that's mm-hmm. I, I don't know how beneficial it is to my cycling but it's the one thing that my back and body can manage in it in a and i enjoy it so i especially during the summer i try to hike
0: several I, times a we've week. talked about this before but anything you can do to break that linear pattern and still get exercise and resistance and, and get your body moving and sweat a little bit I, there's a benefit to that so yeah. yeah i mean there's definitely
4: we were doing pilates for a long time which i think was really fantastic yeah. and it's probably something that we've been missing on throughout this whole COVID thing i want to try yoga i think at some point that's what i think i want to try next
0: yeah i think that um both of those are fantastic yeah so.
4: what about you what was your well good luck your with own that. question
0: <laughs> um it kind of goes back like the last well couple weekends um i've always enjoyed rowing yeah. um okay I, and i've i've never done it like steadily i've never made it a habit um, I've, I've done it before when I used to live in Southern California. A good friend of mine, his wife ran an outrigger company, and so we've done that kind of stuff. And I used to go down to Newport Beach, and we would rent ocean kayaks, and we would paddle mm-hmm. around for hours and hours um, and even go out into the surf and have a little bit of fun out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had good upper body strength and good stamina, so I think it was something that, that bode well for me. Um, and even doing dumb little things like with my kids, going out on uh, Lost Lake a couple weekends ago and yeah. rowing the skiff around. I I I rode for about four hours, and that's even with a janky shoulder. Yeah. Um, I I enjoy that, and it's I have good stamina and strength for it, and it's something that I quite enjoy. Well, fast forward to um, my wife's been bugging me about this for a while. Um, this past week or a week and a half ago, um, she really wanted to get a stand-up paddle board. I'm like, oh, I know they're awesome, but I don't want to have a big giant board <laughs> yeah, in our garage. There's nothing right? nowhere to store them. She's like, well, we can get the inflatable ones. I'm like, those are junk. And she's like, no. I don't. I'm like, well we'll sit down. We're going to watch this. We're going to watch some YouTube channels. And I'm thinking that I'm going to be able to convince her that we don't need these. Right. Mm -mm. And Mm. the opposite happened. (laughs) So did you get the blow up one? We did get it. We got a couple of inflatable. Okay.
4: The nice thing about that is you can, you can wear them as a backpack and just hike, hike down to the lake. Wherever
0: you want to go. And they, which is nice. The backpacks are not small by any means at all. And they're not, extremely light by any means at all but you've got yourself like ours are 11 and a half feet long they're pretty long and right. they've got all kinds of cool things on them that you can use for different activities um and we can throw these in the back of the truck when we go camping and it's going to be something that's going to be fun but we went out and did it for the first time this past saturday so after i got home with uh from this long ride from with lance um had to get a couple things done and yard work and all that other stuff and then we jammed down to fallen leaf lake which is Matt's the best. Matt's (laughs) favorite place on planet Earth. It's his little Disneyland. And we paddled around down there and I had a blast. We were only out there for 45 minutes. And that's pretty quick. It's like you can feel it. And for me from my shoulder, I I can feel that I'm getting good strength back there. I'm not Mm -hmm. doing stuff that's like really over my shoulder, so I don't think I'm gonna get like any kind of repetitive use injuries or anything that's gonna cause it to be problematic for me. It's like kind of down in the wheelhouse of strength that I have right now. Um, and it's working the core and engaging the core, and you get to be out in Mother Nature, and I can use that thing to go fishing. I can use it for yeah. a workout. I, we've even got these little attachments where you can actually um, get a, a kayak strap that you can put on there for your low back support and places to put your feet oh, in a kayak pedal. Yeah, they're, they're pretty versatile. Uh, kayaks, that's cool. Or not kayaks, but uh, stand-up paddleboards by a company called Blackfin, okay. and we got the XL versions of those. So I'm really thinking that this is going to be my new thing, and we're- That'd be awesome. I'll come swim along next to you. There you go. can just hit me with the paddle <laughs> if I go off course. Yeah. So um, I'm working stuff out with my wife where we're going to have a day where we get up early in the morning. We're going to ride on the trainer together, and it's going to be a workout. And that'll be a way that I can get that off the schedule. I'll go to work, and then when I get home, instead of going for a bike ride, we're going to go down to the lake, and we're going to go paddle. So if anybody else wants to come out and paddle with us, um, come yeah, on out. That, my family will be all about that. Yeah. We're like – Even yesterday, I was like,
4: I got this new bike and I want to go ride. And Ethan's like, "Uh, mom and I are going to the lake. You got to watch the other kids. And I'm like, I
0: can't even bike on this new (laughs) bike. (laughs) But they
4: just love going to the lake so much. And it's so nice down there that... Yeah. Uh,
0: and we've got nice. good weather and even when it gets cold out, I mean, worst case, scenario, you can put a wetsuit on and you're still yeah. dry. But I've
4: th- gone out there and stand a paddleboard in October. Yeah. I, it's not as much fun. I think you're going to I think now's the time that you should just oh, soak it up, you know, uh, well, as much w- as possible. What makes it not fun? Is it just that cold? Yeah, I mean, you're you're kind of I mean, it is nice going out there on the water, even when it's cold out. But it's, you know, it's when it's really hot and you just you're out on the water and you get that kind of like cool breeze from the water and you're like, Oh man, this This is is the best. And when it's cold, you're
0: just like, eh, just don't fall in. Just,
4: (laughs) just try not to fall in. But if it's just for
0: a workout for a cross training workout and you can come up with the right gear, it it could be something that could still be a sustainable workout through the course of the winter to a certain degree. Right. Oh, you could go. Yeah. You could go all winter. Um, but yeah, you're, you know, it's not gonna be fun in the rain. All right. But cool. All right. Um, so that was a little bit longer anybody else have anything else that they want to ask any other hot seat questions anything burning a hole in your pocket good no good all right i'm good good i'm gonna ask one last question then and then we'll jump into uh, one last thing um what would make you stop watch and subscribe to a youtube channel and we'll be more specific oh, even to say is- a cycling channel okay Matt's, uh, Matt's killing it with his triathlon channel.
2: What, what would make you unsubscribe?
0: No, stop, watch, and subscribe to oh, each other. Stop, oh. watch, and then... Okay, like gotcha, like gotcha, you're gotcha, scrolling gotcha. through, you're looking through, or you're searching for stuff. Like what makes a channel pop for you? And, and and what would... like? So the first thing is like what makes them stop and watch, and obviously it's probably me a thumbnail, maybe the creative titling and all that sure. other stuff. Then you're going to watch the video. What is it about that video that's going to make you watch the whole thing? And then what's going to say, hey, I like this. I'm, I'm going to subscribe to that channel.
4: Okay, I think
0: about this a lot because this is what I do, play around (laughs) with YouTube. I love Matt, and I got to bend his ear on this yesterday for quite a bit of time. Not this particular question, but he's even built an algorithm.
1: We'll get into that in a minute, but yeah.
0: So, okay, so think of it this way.
4: First thing is you're going potentially to YouTube with a question. Correct. So the thumbnail stands out a little bit, and the title looks like it's going to answer the question that you have. Yeah. Okay, so that's the two things that draws you in. Then you're in what's the next step of like i get i'm gonna try and get the answer that i want and then move on typically but if the if the person's personality is there and you really connect with them you watch the whole thing and you're like this guy with a mustache is hilarious (laughs) i'm gonna subscribe to this it's too good i want to see what he does next which again that's definitely missing from my channel but you know maybe someday we'll get there uh but yeah so i think those two things, right, like the, the getting them in the door and then the connecting with them on a personal level would kind of take the next step of subscribing. So that's my take on it. Good. That's my guess. Gotcha.
3: You know, what draws me in usually um, are two separate things. One is uh, race tips. Or, yeah, right. So some type of educational. racing educational thing like... How to corner better or how to sure. something or if you're mountain biking, how to how to just any type of like riding tips that can make you go faster. That that draws me in. Yep. The other thing is phenomenally beautiful um,
4: locations, yeah, rides. That's true. The types of things like that on the cycling channel. That we're, that we're
3: draws me inspiring.
4: in. Too. So like G C N is probably like the big, biggest channel that I can think of. There might be others, but like something related for sure. Yeah. And so one of the things when they were like when they first started up is um there was just really good personalities in there and now i think they're doing a good job with like locations and things like that and i do think they do a good job on like providing educational content they do really
2: cool challenges so like different race things challenges um gtn which is under gcn's banner uh, just did a running everest which i thought was ridiculous yeah absolutely crazy and like that that's stuff i would click on that or racing like such a
4: crazy challenge that you're like i gotta see if this is possible
2: and i'm also that one person on like the 200 view videos of like 1997 stage 14 and just like the whole thing i'm like (laughs) yep that's what i want (laughs) yeah i don't want to glossed up i don't want to like i want music in the background some of those channels have like music in the background they try to make it too dramatic no i just want liggett i just want paul telling me what's going on yep and there you go that's it
0: how much does audio quality video quality editing that kind of stuff like the the visual and audio components of it how much does that affect you coming back to that person's channel to watch more stuff matt's is awesome matt well, does a very good job so is eric I,
3: I think content's more important than yeah quality yeah. and well, i think i think so too a i perfect, think
0: yeah a, a perfect example of that is dylan johnson yeah like his i mean you could tell he just sets up a basic video camera yeah, he has probably some could be an very basic graphics but he he delivers it well. He gives good information. They're not terribly long, and he's got kind of his, his little alter egos, little beef yeah, camp yep. guy, The guy
3: with the backwards hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: And that's not even like I don't think his delivery is like great, right. but I think the fact that he is putting out a lot of content yep. and he's putting out quality content, like the, the information, the is actual solid, information yep. is solid. I think that that is good, and he's you know he's really doing it on a regular basis. Like there's there's a lot of things like yeah, the video quality is not that great. And I don't think it's delivery is perfect, whatever. But like, I don't, I think that's like icing on the cake. Right. Whereas, you know, like I probably focus too much on that stuff and not as much on like getting content out the door. So I think that um, when looking at channels that kind of started at the same time as me and have like a huge following, one of the things I noticed is that they put out a lot more content than I do and that they're not super worried about the quality and that's totally okay. I think yeah. that's a You know, it kind of like if I was if Evan wanted to start a channel, I'd just be like, don't worry about quality, you know, Mm -hmm. get the content out there, make a 100 videos and then start worrying about all the icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: That's like Phil Guyman too. I mean, mm-hmm. he's getting a pretty big base of people. His video quality and his video Not editing, great. is like sometimes it's just like downright just terrible. But yeah, people still watch it. You know. I mean, he
2: literally set up a camera in his bathroom and is sitting next to the toilet. Yeah, but he's know, funny. They, it's oh, it's yeah. It's great. It's engaging.
0: Yeah. It's engaging. You,
2: yeah. you want to hear he's a great his opinion.
3: Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So literally, he can sit in his bathroom. Him, I mean, like, stuff.
2: literally, this is how roll. Phil Gaiman is. He can sit next to a toilet and be like, I'll watch that. Yeah.
4: I mean, definitely, he's the personality right yeah like he's got that on lock yeah. he's just so fun to watch and I feel like sometimes some some of the jokes that he puts out there just you know go past the people that he's like right. like he'll oh, have yeah. a guest on or something like that and I'm like he'll just nail something and I'm like oh that's hilarious the person he's talking to doesn't get it <laughs> yeah it <goes laughs> oh man oh. he's very
2: quick-witted he's also very very intelligent yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, Phil yeah. hyper intelligent yep. Which
0: yeah yep Cool. Good info. I was asking for a friend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's move on to one last thing and wrap this bad boy up. Lance, go.
3: Uh, Teammate Jerry Pruitt has posted his next dialed cycling scavenger hunt photo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he put out this thing. Um, In Portland, we have the West Hills. Uh, there is uh, Forest Park, which is a huge mm-hmm. park. There's a bunch of great climbs yep. on Forest Park. One of the climbs named McNamee has a bridge you go under that people have put trolls all right. over. So the scavenger contest, a photo contest, is to take a picture with the trolls. trolls in the background. But not just ride there and take the pictures, but actually do like four of the climbs through Forest Park, like 3,500 feet of climbing and start on Sabi's Island and so Shout out to Jerry
2: for uh, pushing us and and motivating us. Thank you, Jerry. Yep. That's awesome. Evan, one last thing. I got nothing good. One last thing. Go, Matt. (laughs) I (laughs) I really couldn't think of anything. I was racking my brain there. Okay.
0: How are things looking in the lab? Why don't you tell us about the Dow Endurance Lab real quick?
2: It's looking busy, which is awesome. That is good news. Is good. Evan that is, is good. on
0: record-breaking pace right now. He's setting mm-hmm. some new benchmarks. He's getting super busy, and I think that's a huge testament to the work that he's doing, not only in the clinic here, but um, in the Love community. That. So he mm-hmm. is uh, he's doing an awesome job. Crushing B- it. Big, big kudos. You. Yep.
2: I appreciate a lot of help from the outside. They <laughs> probably start sleeping better, but yeah, it's going yep. well.
0: Matt, one last thing. Um,
4: check out the video that we were talking about earlier, selling all your bikes or I don't know, some, I think it's how to sell your, how to sell your bike fast is the title that I use for that. Really. It was just me talking about how I sold three bikes pretty quickly. Basically I put up, um, each time I put up a bike, it would sell within 24 hours and, uh, it was a good experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It
4: was so, well done. And, uh, one of them wasn't really a sell. It was a trade in which I got a, Italian accordion. I think it's. I think it's got to be 100 years old of it. But uh, it's definitely. I feel like I got the upper hand on that one. <laughs> they got a pretty good deal on that trade. Got a good deal on that trade. And uh, every time I see it, I smile. So the accordions in my office
0: right now. We need some more music from your son. Yeah, uh. I know. We'll have to come <laughs> up with something. All right. I, uh, my one last thing is going to be one more question for you guys. Oh man. How are we going to solve this? It still it keeps me up at night. I, I can't I can't stop thinking about it. It's something that I need answers. Champ Bailey and the real Champ Bailey. <laughs> how are gonna we gonna sort this out? How are we gonna figure out who these guys are? I don't even know how to connect with them because they're Patreons of ours. Oh, right, 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 but right. I, I, I I we want to give
3: them some love for being Patreons.
0: I need to know who these people are. <laughs> that's the idea, Jake, is we don't know who it is. So I'm going to call them out, and I want them to come up with a creative way to start giving us some clues as Ooh, to how we can figure this good. out. You can look up Dialed Cycling Lab. You can look up Dialed Endurance Lab. You'll find our address. Drop us something in the mail. Yeah. You know, Create an alter ego. One of those like he cut out magazines with like the like <laughs> yeah, secret Champ they Bailey message. They could.
4: They
2: could say <laughs> I have I'm a ponytail. Start a certain Strava <laughs> route at a certain time on Saturday, uh. and they're going to send you the Strava route and be like, "I'm starting at 9 a.m. Yeah, I mean, you can b- try and chase me, and catch then we can me. see. Yeah, catch you. <laughs> Give them a 10 minute head start and see if if Lance can catch the real (laughs) Champ Bailey. But
3: pick a route that has hundreds of people on
2: it so we don't know. (laughs) Exactly, so you don't know who the actual Champ Bailey (laughs) is. Just yell it. Champ! (laughs)
1: Champ! (laughs) Are you Champ? Hey.
0: They could, That's a good idea. that be a hilarious out, YouTube video. <laughs> they could take out their respective names, their little alter egos on Strava, and they could yeah. do Strava art with letters and Ooh. stuff like that and write us a letter that they way could. too. They could. Oh, my God. They could. They could. <laughs> a lot of work. Seriously, they can go on Instagram. They can go on Facebook. They can go on Strava mm-hmm. and use all of those alter egos, and they could start dropping us some, some tips, some hints, and some clues, right? Yeah. I need to know. Need to I know. need to know I need It's only to know gonna It's only gonna make it worse she, When we have these hints
4: That we're like I have no idea Who this is right? Was and that Backstreet really Boys a Or an NSYNC song <gasps> Tell what?
2: me I need to know Okay let's not <laughs> <laughs> oh, that? I think it's a be. Backstreet Boys Was that Backstreet Boys I think it was Who sings that song I don't know I think it's Backstreet Boys Let's keep
0: it that way <laughs> That's,
2: uh, No 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 I think it was doing pretty good I think I was in there <laughs> I'm gonna go NSYNC I, I have no idea I think it was sync. Okay that, uh, that is more JT I mean, vibe to it, I think. I don't yeah. know. We'll look it up.
0: Please, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> well, hey, here it is. It's on them. You guys, if you're obviously listening to this, we need to know. We need some clues. It's up to you to start sending those out this there. This is the greatest mystery of 2020 on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. That's it. 129. Is that what this is? I, don't know. I think it is episode 129. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a lot. Let me check the notes here. Yeah, it's podcast 129. Do we do anything for 130? Is that a number? Or is that a thing? No. What 150, about 150? Maybe. 150? I don't know. I loved the, the live
4: episode. That was, fun. I, that I was know, fun. I guess we can't do that anymore, but that was amazing. So 200, I guess we'll do we'll that. We'll do
0: it when COVID's over to celebrate, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Um, we really appreciate everybody listening we've talked about this Patreon stuff if you yourself are interested in becoming a patron to help out the show um, go to dialpodcast.com you will see the Patreon link there and logo and all that other stuff which will click you through to learn more about us or you can just go to Patreon's website or app or whatever it is that they use and you can search Dial Podcast and in there you will see four different options if you want to do one of those we would greatly appreciate it Um, appreciate that what are we doing over here Matt?
1: is
4: this it?
0: Yes.
1: Oh,
4: my gosh.
2: <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Is it in sync?
4: No, it's in. Wait, wait, Mark Anthony. Oh, what? No. <laughs> It's not even a boy band.
3: It's
2: Mark Anthony. We don't know our boy band. He, <laughs> Spanish. I crooner. apologize
0: to everybody.
2: Spanish a child band. in the 90s. This.
0: <laughs> all right. We really appreciate you all listening. We hope you have a great rest of your week. Champ Bailey and Real Champ Bailey expect to hear from you guys soon. <laughs> We'll see you next week. Bye for now.